At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be talking a little bit of everything here in this hour. As we're going to be joined by Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, along with Brad Thomas over there at NBC Sports Bet. We're going to be talking some NBA. We're going to be talking some college football with them here in the first segment. Just going to give you guys a little bit of an overview as to the NFL board for this week, sort of where I'm Starting to lean in terms of my circa millions picks as you've got a very good board in general. And tomorrow I'll be able to give you guys a little bit more in terms of the World Series. And it is confirmed that Aaron Nola is going to be going. But, man, it really tough that we've got such a long delay between these games. So that's a little bit unfortunate. But that said, I do think that we've got one of the more interesting NFL boards of this week. So I'll give you that in segment number one. And in the final segment, going to round up what we've all got in terms of the Thursday night football game between the Buccaneers and the Baltimore Ravens. I've got a few props. I've got a side and a total for you guys. So we're going to be hitting that in the final segment. And those of you guys who are taking a look right now, we saw the Baltimore Ravens be, when I came on this show, in most places between a one and one and a half point underdog. I'm seeing three books now in Vegas that have pushed this line to two. So if you like the Baltimore Ravens, perhaps you want to be waiting a little bit because. The more this is going on, the more that we are seeing the line, the line on the Buccaneers going up and up and up. So I do think that that is quite fascinating. And 
That will not be a Circuit Millions pick for me, and we're going to be seeing those Circuit Lions coming out in the next few hours. They're going to be out very early Thursday morning, so we're able to bank on that. But I just go back to what we were talking about with Mackenzie Kramer, and I do think that this is a Denver Broncos team that has quite a bit of a fade. I know that Tom Caselli was all aboard on this as well, and if for the contest, I get a two and a half like we're seeing right now. I think that this is one of the most valuable lines on the board. One of the big things that we're, a lot of people are talking about is Russell Wilson doing high knees apparently for four straight hours on the airplane, which just, once again, it's one of those things in which it's like, give me a break. I don't even doubt that he was necessarily doing it or anything like that, but do you ever have those people on your social media feeds? I'll relate this a little bit more to real life here for a second, but do you have those people on your social media feeds that they go to the gym quite a bit, which is obviously a good thing to go to the gym, but at the same time, they post every single day. They're at they're at the gym. They have to be that person that's like, oh boy, I'm here at the gym. And when they're at the gym, they probably take more time taking photos than they do actually working out. That's Russell Wilson right now. And this is just an entire disaster with the Denver Broncos because you, you can tell that everyone is just distraught. You have the famous Thursday football photo of Russell Wilson taking a drink of water. And I'm not sure what player is looking at him, but he's just giving them big giant eyes being like, what in the heck are you doing, man? And it's just not terrific to say the least. And for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think that McKenzie pointed out something very good in that the Jaguars have not necessarily been too terrific this year. No way fans or butts about it, but their losses may have been by very, very close margins. I think that actually their biggest loss is when they fell by the by eight points against the Philadelphia Eagles, barely not covering that game. And they're on a four-game losing streak, but you still like what you've seen out of this team because they were able to sort of make that move from James Robinson to Travis Etienne, which that does cause you to be having a little bit of hesitance as to what you're going to be able to get behind them. I think that Jamichael Hasty is probably going to be someone that they're going to be looking to a little bit more under after free agent out of Baylor from a few seasons ago. But I've felt like Trevor Lawrence has been able to do a competent job for the team. He hasn't necessarily turned the ball over all like a lot and for the Denver Broncos as well. This game really catches my eye because the way that I've been playing the Broncos is, for one, just fading Nathaniel Hackett in general, like our good friend Tom Caselli, who joined me in our number one over there at Action Network, but also taking a look at unders because they've just been so gosh darn profitable for the team. It's not even funny, but now they're dealing with a few defensive injuries as well. It's been a team that has been out there on the field for so long in general. Now they have to fly to London, so you've got a lot that is surrounding this team as Josie Jewell has been dealing with a little bit of an injury. It seems like Baron Browning, he is going to be out the fold for this team. They're still without Randy Gregory as well, so I do think that this could be a very good spot for Jacksonville. Now, what I think is also fascinating is that Jacksonville, as we know, they've got a little bit of an agreement to every year play in London. I don't know if that gives them any sort of an edge. I don't think that they've really built up any sort of a fan base out there in Jacksonville because I remember a few years ago, Buffalo, they would always go to like Toronto and they actually got a very nice foothold there, but that's obviously in terms of proximity as well. Buffalo to Toronto, not quite Jacksonville to across the bond. You've got well, thousands and thousands of miles of ocean to cover, so that's not necessarily going to be able to work out in their favor, but that's one game right now that really just catches my eye. I What I always like to do as well is that you've got sort of those slam dunk plays, and I feel like that's going to be a play for me in the contest. Now it's gotten down to two and a half. It's going to be a bet for me as well, but when it comes to just games that you take a look at and the games where it's like, eh, I do not want to touch that at all, 
for me, the one that is really coming to mind is I just don't know what to make right now out of this Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers game because with the Panthers, they came out, they looked really solid against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Falcons as a result. They have went from, on the look at Lion being about a six and a half point favorite to a four to a five point favorite. I'm seeing a straight five. Most places have this between about a four and a four and a half. And I'm just not ready to back the Atlanta Falcons. And at the same time, for the Carolina Panthers, I felt like last week was honestly a really good buy point for them because we always mention it when it comes to coaches. And with coaches, you just have a little bit of a one-week boost when you're without them. You get like a win-one for the Gipper speech and everything like that. And I feel like for the Carolina Panthers, they've just got a lot of things going on because they've got the interim coach. They traded away Christian McCaffrey, and you can tell that the guys behind them because they're still professionals as well. Guys like Achuba Hubbard, these are still guys that they have a lot of pride. They came out and they showed that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and let's call it what it is. It's a Buccaneers team, and it's very overrated, but I take a look at the Falcons, and I just don't necessarily know what they do terrific. And for Marcus Mariota in recent weeks, he's been able to do a better job of not turning the ball over, and has done a better job in general of just not generating net negative plays because I still go back to a few weeks ago when they knocked off the Cleveland Browns. He went 7 of 19 with an interception, and we can say what we will about the Falcons because we've got a lot of teams right now. The New York Giants are the chief case of it in which we say, man, it's worse. 4-1 team ever, 5-1 team ever, 6-1 team ever. For me, for the Atlanta Falcons, it's sort of like, man, this is a 3-4 team, but it feels like they should be a whole heck of a lot worse. But for the Falcons, I just take a look at this bunch, and I'm sort of just scratching my head a little bit because you do have one guy that has really been able to rise up. He's been able to do great things in terms of this receiving core whenever he's been out there. Drake London, I've been very impressed by him, and... Those of you guys that do fantasy football, and if you took Kyle Pitts for your fantasy team, thoughts and prayers to you on that front. But I just take a look at who else is going to be able to step up for the Atlanta Falcons. I wonder what they're really going to be able to excel at. They're 11 sacks through seven games. That's one of the worst marks in the NFL. They haven't necessarily been able to harass the quarterback in general. Now for the Carolina Panthers, it is a busted situation to say the least because Baker Mayfield has been dealing with injuries. So you've had to have P.J. Walker out there and Sam Darnold has been on injured reserve. And I did think that it's going to be fascinating to see what happens in terms of what we're going to be getting moving forward in terms of quarterback ordeal because it seems like Baker Mayfield is progressing a little bit with his injury. But that said, it looks like you're going to probably have P.J. Walker for the be the quarterback at least for another week if not a little bit further so that's just a situation in and of itself and you've got a lot of Panthers players that they're going to be competing for jobs and I think that that's always something important to point out because we always hear the term tanking we hear it in the NBA especially we hear it in the MLB we hear it in the NFL and what tanking is is not involving the players whatsoever as a matter of fact you get a little bit of a lesser player out there like I would consider P.J. Walker to be, and I honestly think you're going to get the best out of him because with P.J. Walker, he is fighting tooth and nail knowing that this opportunity for him may never, ever come again. He's getting it due to not necessarily the world's greatest circumstances, but he's looking to try to, for lack of a better term, make lemonade out of lemons right now. And for P.J. Walker, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for him. While it's maybe what we would consider tanking, now having Chuba Hubbard along Deontay Foreman out there in the backfield, these guys are just like, 
man, if I could ball out here, if I can just have a couple very big weeks, I could turn this into some life-changing money for my family. I can really be able to give myself a little bit of job security as well. So there's always two sides to it. And I do think that that's important to point out. Like if you want to use a little bit of a baseball if you want to use a baseball example here, you may recall the Washington Nationals were able to cash for you a whole bunch of plus money tickets in the month of September after they traded Juan Soto. Juan Soto was clearly better than anyone else that the Washington Nationals had at the time, but guess what the Washington Nationals had? A bunch of older veterans, these journeymen that knew, all right, I am finally getting an opportunity. If I can have a big month or two here, I can perhaps either A, stay on this team, or B, get off the sinking ship, get a nice contract with someone else, and as a result, I mean, it's not like the Nationals were going out there and going like 30-0 and in 30 games or anything like that, but they were able to make you some money, and I do think that that could be the same for the Carolina Panthers as well. So there's two folds to it as well. They were also shopping around a bunch of different guys. It looks like they're going to be unwilling to trade Brian Burns, and if you ask me, I was hearing reports that they were going to get two first-round picks for Brian Burns, and I do recognize that those would probably be picks that would be 24th or worse. But, man, if you're able to get two first-round picks for Brian Burns, even though he is an exceptional player, one that they sunk a first-round pick into in 2019, that's something that I'd be taking with it and running with it as well. But I do think the toughest game for me to make heads or tails of right now is that Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina Panthers game because I do think that it is going to be oh so interesting. And we do have a very interesting board for the week in general. It's the Green Bay Packers. They're right now the biggest underdog. I've been talking about it all week long. I do think that this is a little bit disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers, but it would also be disrespectful to not talk a little bit more about the NBA because I do think that we've got a nice card that is going to be coming up for this Thursday. And I think that we've had a lot of takeaways for this upcoming season as well. And we're going to be talking about that next as we are going to be joined by our panel of Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Edge right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The basketball season has tipped off. Now is the perfect time to get your Visa Pro Basketball Guide with information and prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including John Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. You'll be able to get access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Being joined now by Brad Thomas, does great work at NBC Sports Bet, and we've got Scott Reichel, who does an amazing job over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And gentlemen, it's great to have you aboard. And we're going to dive into the games that we're going to be seeing on Thursday in a second. But let's go back to Wednesday. We talked about this a little bit off air. Scott, I will let you have the floor. How bad is this Lakers team? And are we ever going to find a buy point with this team? Because until they adjust these numbers, there's just no way I'm going to be able to put on this Lakers team until further notice. Well, in terms of basketball, they're bad. For gamblers, they're good because you know what you're going to get. <laughs> so you can keep fading them as much as you want. But yeah, they're a train wreck. And assuming that they're not going to be competitive moving forward, it's going to potentially blow up in everybody's face because it's really, really bad right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really bad. And Brad, I don't know if you have anything else. This might be another 20-second answer. But that said, I mean, I don't think that we can tell betters enough that this is a team that's really, really bad and we need to see an adjustment before we can trust in them at all. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a very bad team. And it's kind of sad to to waste these final years of, of prime LeBron or, or LeBron that's going to, you know, actually be effective. Uh, it's a bad team, but, you know, they're going to try in-game. Uh, they're going to try make little mini runs. Just try to fade them when you can, because when they get hot, you get a better number. Yep. I mean, I don't blame you right there, because... If you were able to take a look in-game, you were able to get like minus three to minus three and a half at the end of the first half, and that was some of the easiest money that you were able to get all Wednesday night. And Scott, let's talk about another team in the state of California, one that hasn't been so mediocre. That would be the Golden State Warriors. They've been the opposite of mediocre. They've been very good as they're currently the reigning champions. They're between a seven and seven and a half point favorite against Miami Heat. Heat coming off a very nice win against the Portland Trail Blazers, one with a little bit of an asterisk because Damian Lillard comes out of that game, but Tough spot, back-to-back for the Miami Heat. Where do you stand on this one? So I lean a couple of ways, but I'm going to start off with Golden State. They got embarrassed on national TV against one of their arch rivals, the Sun, so to speak. I think it's a nice bounce-back spot. Miami is on a back-to-back with travel, traveling from Portland. And I do think uh, Golden State should look a lot sharper in front of the home crowd. I also want to look at potentially the total in this one because I am looking at the over blindly. Golden State can't guard anyone. And I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but you're looking at every quarter and you look up and it seems like there's 60 plus points in every quarter. I think that both offenses can definitely contribute here. I like Golden State to win in a shootout, but I do think if you want to talk about a good spot, 
I do think it's a good spot for Golden State here since Miami's traveling on the second night of a back-to-back. But I do want to at least look at overs as well because Golden State, they play at the fastest pace of any team in the league right now or second fastest with the Lakers. You can kind of debate there. But either way, I'm looking at a high-scoring game and I'll lean to Golden State. I think Miami might be a little bit fatigued after yesterday. Yep, I'm with you. I do think that the best spot here is taking a look at this total over because, I mean, with Miami, the defense has been solid all season long, but you got to figure that they're going to be a little bit tired coming off of a back-to-back. And on top of that, when it comes down to it, this is a Golden State Warriors team that is just a complete flamethrower from three-point range as well. Brad, do you have any sort of a take on this game, whether it be the side or the total? Yeah, this is an interesting game for me. You know, the Warriors looked, I don't know how to describe in that last game, that they were getting the arguments mid-game, kind of showing off their their rings instead of playing really good basketball. And then the Miami Heat catching seven. I, I probably would lean the Heat, even though uh, they're coming off the second half of back-to-back. Kyle Lowry didn't play much of his factor tonight uh, in the game for the Heat. So probably a stay away from me. Um, I just I, I just can't get a good gauge on how good the Heat are in comparison to last year. Like even looking at Tyler Hero tonight was ineffective, but somehow with Dame Lillard hobbled and, and not playing most of the game, they were still able to pick up a convincing win against a Portland team who's much better. Yep, I don't blame you there. And then in terms of the Thursday card, the one game that we really don't have numbers up on right now, that would be the Clippers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Very obvious as to why, because Paul George has been dealing with the non-COVID illness, so and it's caused things to be a little bit murky. But how about if we go with Memphis and Sacramento, as we say out there in the great state of California, the Kings, they're between a three and a half to a four-point underdog. Total is a whopper of about 237. Brad, I'll throw this one at you first. I do think that Sacramento is not going to give up 89 points in the first half, unlike (laughs) what they did to the team that we were talking about a little bit earlier with the Warriors. But this team is pretty wretched on defense. Memphis, they've been able to do a solid job. I do think that, though, 237 might be starting to get up a little bit too lofty. Yeah, I'm not going to play the total in this game, even though... Uh, these are the two teams you want to play uh, a total in with the Memphis Grizzlies playing just phenomenal basketball with John Morant playing at an MVP level. But what's really phenomenal about this Grizzlies team is this was supposed to be the drop off. I know we're only four or five games in and, and saying someone three and one could be a little bit of a, an exaggeration and talking about an NBA title run. But Taylor Jenkins has his guys playing well. Other guys are stepping up. They lost Anthony Melton. Well, Desmond Bain steps up and has a massive game where he scores almost 20 points in one quarter. And then for the Sacramento Kings, they play with one of the fastest paces in basketball. But for me, I'm going to be on the Memphis Grizzlies minus four. It's just a, a talent. Talent's going to win out in this game. The Grizzlies, for me, have looked like a team who have, underneath John Morant, like I said, looked like a team who have taken that that next step. And, and this is a 50-plus win team. They're Man, they're absolutely phenomenal. And a lot has to go with Taylor Jenkins because I'm going to keep saying that because this was a team who I was one of the guys preseason was saying they're going to they're going to take that step backwards. They're not going to have that same spunk, that same energy. A lot of their wins were energy wins. But no, as long as John Morant's dropping 40 points a game and, and creating shots for his team and they're shooting effective from the three point line, I'm going to have to keep backing them. Yep, I've been very impressed by the Memphis Grizzlies thus far this season. And any play for you on this one, Scott? Because I do think that it's one of the more interesting games of the night because Sacramento, certainly a team that has not been able to get the job done outright in a lot of games. But I've liked what I've seen out of De'Aaron Fox thus far as well. Yeah, Fox has been good. Murray's been good too. Harrison Barnes has been a complete non-factor though. Not exactly sure what's going on with him. But I am going to lean to the Grizzlies. It looks a little bit trappy, but are we sure Mike Brown's a good coach? Because it seems like they blow a lot of 
of leads or there's a lot of close games that don't go their way. We know that he had the fun, what was it, a five-game experiment with Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and Kobe with the Lakers X amount of years ago, but I'm not sure if he's a good coach or not because we saw him fill in for Steve Kerr a couple of times in the playoffs last year. I didn't think he looked great, but either way, I think I'll lean to Memphis. I am looking at Jaws points, though. It's 30 and a half, which sounds extremely high. It really isn't. The total's 237. I can I can tell you right now, Memphis is going to score 125 or 130. Jaws probably going for at least 31 points. He's kind of just a freight train, a freight train at this point. Can anyone really stop him? Because it doesn't seem that way. Because now he can actually shoot the three ball a bit. Yeah, I mean, man, it has been incredible to take a look at him and the way that he has progressed. He was an under-the-radar guy, goes to Murray State, tears it up there, and now he has become one of the biggest stars in the NBA. And then, speaking of stars, you've got plenty of them in this game. Brooklyn and Dallas, you've got the Mavericks between a one and a half to a two-point favorite. Tom's game is about 227 half to a 228.5. I'll throw this at one at you, Brad. How do you take a look at this one? Because Brooklyn is coming off of now a back-to-back, and for Dallas... If Luka could just get into better shape, I mean, who knows what he'd be able to do because he looks like he's pulling a tractor out there when he's running, and yet he's still putting up 35 points per game. And I don't know because I do think that this is going to be a good one to in-game. If I'd be looking anywhere, it would be Dallas, though, because of that back-to-back. Yeah, uh, you said it best. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, second second half of a back-to-back. I'm going to be on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm only going to play the money line here. Um, this line, I think, opened around a pick them. It's already moving to minus one and a half. If we watch this Brooklyn Nets team, they're in total disarray. I mean, like, this is a team under Steve Nash who they just they just don't make sense. And why I say that is you have two of the most prolific scorers in basketball on this team, yet they find themselves unable to close out games. The best example against the Milwaukee Bucks, we knew that the Bucs were going to win this game despite the lead that that the Nets have. Now they play against the Dallas Mavericks side, who, if there's anything as a, a any such thing as a good win in the NBA, they've had two of the, I mean, good loss, two of the best losses against the Suns and the Pelicans, where it was competitive throughout the game. But yes, Luka does need to lose weight, but he is still <laughs> one of the best basketball players and should be an MVP consideration throughout the season. It's just incredible to take a look at Luka because it looks like he's barely getting up there off the floor, but every single time he shoots it up, it goes in. And I will throw this one at you, Scott, as well. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I do think that the back-to-back, it really hurts the Nets in this spot. I'm on Dallas as well on the money line, especially after the loss to New Orleans, which killed me personally. But the point is, New Orleans is missing a bunch of guys. It was a game Dallas on paper should have won and defensively, they were atrocious. I think Jason Kidd gets his players ready to go against the team he used to coach and play for. But it's also a fact that the Nets are one of the worst three-point defenses in the league. They're actually dead last in opponent three-point percentage. Yeah. And we know that Jason Kidd's teams will love to chuck up a lot of threes. I think Dallas gets it going, and I think the Nets probably run out of gas in the second half. Yep, and they went to Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's known for cheese, and they were Swiss cheese with the way that they defended Giannis Antetokounmpo on Wednesday night. We shall see if that continues and coming in next. Got to talk a little bit of football, including, including Thursday night football with Brad and Scott next here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day a little bit more chill with some extra cash. Play for free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools 
for your shot at $5,000 in weekly cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to get in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Joined now by Brad Thomas, who does great work at NBC Sports Bet, and Scott Reichel, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And gentlemen, we all know what the biggest thing for Thursday is, and that would be Thursday Night Football with the Buccaneers now finding themselves a favorite. This is a complete flipper rooney from what we had about 24 hours ago. We were seeing the Ravens be about a one-and-a-half point favorite. Now they're between a one- to two-point underdog. Draws game between 45-and-a-half and 46. I'll start with you, Brad. How do you take a look at this game? Because I'm a little bit surprised to see this line just completely flip, even with some of the injury news to guys like Mark Andrews. Yeah, this this uh, this game's fun to look at, right? Especially from if you're a guy who likes to to pay attention to um, action or uh, public action money. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to be one of the teams that everyone was fading. About ninety percent of the bets were going to be on the Ravens. Yet somehow the line moved from the Bucks being a dog to a favorite. And I think I agree with that line. Um, Tampa Bay struggled. It's no no question about it. They struggled against Carolina. But everyone knows in the NFL how hard it is to win divisional road games, regardless of how good or bad a team is. In this game against the Ravens, I think they'll be able to get a little bit more push from their offensive line, especially when running the ball. The Ravens struggle to stop the run, which will be able to make life a little bit easier for Tom Brady uh, and Mike Evans, and I think that Kate Otto has a big game after finally being featured in that offense in the second half against the Panthers. Uh, the Ravens, you know, the Ravens are, are a team that I think are a lot more highly regarded than they actually are, and their record indicates that as well. So I do think Tampa Bay gets right. Tom Brady hasn't lost three games in a row since 2002. I think I was in high school or in middle school at that time. So, you know, it's been almost my lifetime since he's lost three in a row. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible, though. I will say this. He is a 45-year-old quarterback. So no question about it. A little bit long in the tooth there. And, Scott, I do think that this is such a fascinating game because with the Ravens, I think that they're the better team. But the trepidation that I've got with the Ravens is that they, for the life of them, have not been able to close out. I think they've had a double-digit lead in every one of their games, and yet still they've got as many losses as they do. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I know that you've got a player prop or two to throw in there with it. I do, but I'm going to start off with your final point about how the Ravens have been awful in the fourth quarter. I'm going to use that to my advantage. I'm going to take the Ravens' first half. I'm really confused by the overall spread for this game, but the fact that the Ravens blow double-digit leads can work in my favor because that means they have double-digit leads, and they've been very good in the first half of games. You're going through the numbers here. The Ravens are only allowing 7.7 first-half points on the road of this season, which is the fourth best in the league. The Buccaneers allowing 14 first-half points at home this season, which is really not great, and the Ravens also are averaging 15 first-half points per game, which is sixth in the league. Buccaneers averaging 7.7 first half points per game, 29th. They're really a disaster in the first half. And yes, I know Harbaugh has had issues maintaining leads in the fourth. I'm not going to worry about that. If NFL, if NFL games were only three quarters, the Ravens might only have like one loss right now. So I'm not going to bother dealing with a potential <laughs> choke job here. Give me the Ravens first half money line. I'll trust them to do what they always do, which is get out to an early lead. And it was actually something that Brad just said about Otten. He's going to be my player prop. I like him over 29 and a half receiving yards at around minus 115. Breaks out again 
So Auden should get a lot of work here. He had 81% of the snaps last week when Brait was out. Week five, Brait was out. He played 94% of the snaps. He had 64 receiving yards last week. Baltimore, also really not good at covering tight ends. The Ravens are allowing, or the Ravens have allowed at least 38 receiving yards to starting tight ends in each of the last four games. And Tampa can't run the ball. They're the worst rushing offense in the league. I think Brady's going to try to pick apart the secondary, and Auden should have a big workload here. 29.5 seems extremely low for a guy who should be on the field for at least 80% of the offensive snaps. Give me Auden over 29.5 receiving yards. And I feel like I don't need to remind too many people of this, but Tom Brady has a little bit of a track record looking to his tight ends as well. So that plays into the advantage for that player prop. I do like that. And I like taking a look at a little bit of college football as well as Brad, you've got behind you a little bit of something for Kansas, which is going to be great when it comes to college basketball season. And I myself am a Lance Leipold fan, but Unfortunately, the Jayhawks are not going to be in action this week, but instead you're looking at the other Kansas team. Take me through Oklahoma State and Kansas State and what you've got in terms of this game. Yeah, this is a fun game to look at. I'm on Oklahoma State plus one. I don't mind that I missed out on a lot of the movement. Right now, Kansas State has both quarterbacks potentially out for the game. Adrian Martinez is a game-time decision. Will Howard is banged up. If they have no Martinez or Martinez is at 50%, it takes away some from what makes them so special offensively. And that's the ability for Martinez to get out of the pocket and run and also to use Deuce Vaughn as their weapon, who's also carrying a little bit of an injury. The reason I like Oklahoma State, and I think they're a better matchup uh, against Kansas State than they were against Texas, is because defensively, their biggest benefit, their biggest boost comes from their defensive line, getting pressure on the quarterback. When they start to slip up or teams really take advantage of them, it's because their defensive line is not getting pressure. Kansas State is not all that great at protecting the quarterback. So I think Oklahoma State will be able to get on, get pressure on whether it's Martinez or Howard and make their life very difficult. And last but not least, we saw what uh, Kendra Miller did against Kansas State running for almost 150, 160 yards. Dominic Richardson has been phenomenal. For Oklahoma State, I expect him to have a massive game and for them to win this outright. Yep, and for Adrian Martinez, it's not like he was putting up Mondo touchdown numbers or anything like that for Kansas State, but him getting banged up a week or two ago, that does not help out this Kansas State team. So I do like where you're coming from there. And Scott, I know that you've got a little bit of a Thursday night play as well that isn't on Thursday night football. We've actually got a little bit of college football. We've got a trio of games and you're looking to the hashtag fun belt for Southern Miss and Louisiana. Take me through this one because I do think that it's one of the more interesting games on the board and a relatively tight line with Louisiana finding themselves a point favorite. Yeah, it, it was basically been bouncing around between plus one and minus one for the last couple of days. I want to take Louisiana on the money line. I just think they're the better team. The start of the season, they were underwhelming offensively. They tried fields out at quarterback. He got hurt. And it was probably for the best for the team's perspective because Woldridge came uh, in as the starter. He's been incredible. The former Fresno transfer, uh, 10 touchdowns, one interception. They're also getting their starting running back back, Chris Smith, who's averaging 6.1 yards per carry in his career. So he's been very good. He missed the last two games. And Southern Miss also using a backup quarterback uh, because their original quarterback got hurt against Tulane. The problem is their new quarterback is extremely turnover prone because he's thrown eight interceptions and he has been sacked 12 times. It's a problem because Louisiana's defense tied for first in interceptions per game. So I do think that you'll see some turnover issues. Louisiana also has the fourth best turnover differential in the league at or in the nation at plus 1.2. Southern Miss's turnover differential 
negative 1.5, which is the third worst in the nation. The game should be a rock fight. The game should be very ugly, but I'll trust the team with the much better quarterback, the team with the much, I'd say, more secure quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. When your turnover differential is separated by about 130, 140 spots, I'm going to side with you in a pick game. Give me Louisiana on the money line. I like where you're coming from there for Louisiana. They've been a relatively solid program the last few years in Southern Miss. It's been a little bit more shaky, but I realized on the show we need to try to get in the country music fans a little bit more. So, Brad, I'm glad that you could oblige here as we're able to give them some Florida-Georgia line. Georgia is finding themselves a 22.5-point favorite on the line, and the total on this game is 56.5. As we know, they always play this game in a little bit more of a neutral field. This is not going to be on the home campus of Georgia. So let me know what you like here because I do feel like with Florida, it's a bunch of benches all over the place this year, but I feel like this is a little bit disrespectful because I just don't know if Georgia can cover can score enough to cover north of three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, this is the world's largest cocktail party, and I'm going to be sipping drinks while I am yeah. betting the Florida Gators plus 23. I said if I get this number anywhere around 21, 22, I'm going to take the Gators here. The Gators have the number one rushing attack in the SEC, um, averaging over 6.1 rush yards per carry. How they're going to exploit this Georgia defense is in the middle of the field. Georgia's uh, linebacker core banged up, and they're exploitable. Uh, Florida has the wide receivers to to kind of get to that intermediate level and give them a lot of headaches. This is the largest line in the history of this rivalry. Last we know last season it was 34 to 7, but these are two different teams. If Anthony Richardson can just not get in his own way by turning the ball over or being afraid to utilize his most deadly weapon in his legs, I think this could be a massive spot for Florida to Kind of put a little scare into the Bulldogs who have a look-ahead game uh, with their Tennessee mates in, in possibly the number one spot in the East. Yeah, but when it comes to Florida, I recognize that they're 4-3, and three, but they haven't been too far off in a lot of their losses as well, so I like that. And Brad, always love having you aboard along with Scott. You both do great work. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And coming up in the final segment, we tie a bow around the Greg Peterson experience by taking a look at Thursday Night Football here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The basketball season tipped off last week, and so did the basketball promotions over on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the go-to place for the latest lines, odds, unique promotions, and so much more, like weekly same-game parlays. Place three or more same-game parlays in a week, and you'll receive a free $10 basketball bet during the months of October and November. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it is a whole new game. This is a final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. For things first, big thanks to Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Bet for joining me in the last few segments. Great to talk a little NBA, talk some college football, talk some NFL as well. They always do a great job, and we talk with them quite often a little bit about soccer and EPL as well. They're going to be very much doing a great job when it comes to World Cup as well. So that is on the rise. I try to give you guys a little bit of everything, even though I don't take a look at every single market. I wouldn't encourage anyone to try to look at like 25 different markets trying to find value or anything like that. I have a couple set ones like Major League Baseball, NFL, along with college basketball, are really my main three. always like to get on guests to give you guys a little bit of different perspective and different ways to get to the window, and they always do a great job with that. So big thanks to them, and a little bit of programming note if you're listening to the Greg Peterson Experience live. Coming up next is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience if you're listening to a replay 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Follow the money, Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They're going to give you guys a lot of great things to chew on for this Thursday. I'm sure that they're going to be taking a look at Thursday night football, perhaps a little college football as well. As Scott, he gave out Louisiana laying a point against Southern Miss. I personally just don't have anything in terms of college football. College basketball is a week and a half away. I will have so much more for you guys then, so bear with me on that. But what I do have for you guys is a little bit of Thursday night football. Got a couple player props. We've got a side and we've got a total. So let's dive in your Ravens. They are now finding themselves in quite a few spots at two-point underdog. Seeing still one straight one, but I'm seeing between one and a half and two. Now at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and your tolerance game is a 45 and a half to a 46. And right now, if you're taking a look at the money line of the Baltimore Ravens, you're now finding it in some places as high as about a plus 110. And I was liking it a little bit before, and now 
and you're getting north of even money, I do like it even more on the Baltimore Ravens. I just feel like, I mean, I wish it could sound a little bit more complicated, but the reason why Tom Brady is struggling is because he's a 45-year-old man trying to play quarterback. I think it makes a whole lot of sense there. And when it comes to weapons that you've got with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is relatively brutal right now as even Cameron Brait, who it's not like the world's greatest tight end or anything like that, but he just continues to deal with injury. And I know that Scott Reichel in the last segment, he was talking about taking a look at Cade Otten over his receiving prop. I believe that his was right around 29 and a half. Probably adjust a little bit from book to book, but I don't necessarily hate on that. What I actually do like a little bit more in terms of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is looking at Chris Godwin under six and a half receptions because I do think that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have been very one-dimensional in terms of the play calling. We have seen Byron Leftwich come under heat a little bit for it. And I do think that the Buccaneers, they're going to try to be a little bit less predictable, try to run it a little bit less on first down, but perhaps a little bit more on second and third down as well. Now, do note that Russell Gage still out of the fold for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, so that does hurt them a little bit too, so that helps out Chris Godwin a tad, but Godwin, he's been right around five to six receptions for much of the season, and I do think that we're going to see a little bit of fall here because you might, and I say might, See Julio Jones in this game as well as he is very questionable. He is a game-time decision, so be taking a look at that as well. But even if he is out of the fold, I do think that Godwin just still a little bit too lofty in terms of this prop because we do know that Tom Brady typically likes to look at his tight ends. And for Tom Brady, I think that he's throwing an interception in this game. He's going up against a Ravens team that they've been able to generate a little bit over an interception a week. They've gotten eight in total. And for Tom Brady, he hasn't thrown an interception in the last five weeks, but He's been darn close in a lot of these spots. And with Tom Brady, he has attempted at least 40 passes in each out of the last five weeks. He has been very lucky to not get these passes intercepted. And I do think that that luck runs out here against a Ravens team that they've been struggling a little bit on defense. But more of those struggles have been coming in the fourth quarter. I do think that the angle that was brought up by Scott Reichel of taking the Ravens in the first half is one that is very valid because the Ravens, they've held a double-digit lead in every one of their games thus far this season. They've just been making like your buddy at the bar. They have been unable to close in a lot of these games, but they've looked very impressive just throughout the entirety of the season. I do think that this is going to be the game where they're going to be able to close out a little bit more and for the Ravens, but I do think it's going to be intriguing for the team as well as what they're going to be able to get out of the ground game because right now I take a look at DraftKings. I'm not seeing any any Kenyon Drake rushing props up, but I do think that he's going to get the ball quite a bit. I do think that there could be a little bit of value if you see that get listed because Gus Edwards is right now the lone Ravens running back that is currently listed in terms of rushing props. If I were taking a look at anything, I would take a look at the under because I do think that Drake, much like he did last week, he's going to get some carries. He's gotten about 10-ish carries a week and two weeks ago, big game, 100 plus yards. Last week, big giant stinker. Average less than a yard per carry. He is a little bit more of a feast or famine back, but I do think that's something they're able to dive into as well. And with the Baltimore Ravens, I do think that they're going to be able to rise up a little bit more with their defense because I mentioned it. They have been able to generate quite a few turnovers. They've been dealing with a few ailments on that front as well. Calais Campbell, he is going to be out for this game. They've been dealing with a little bit of injury to Marlon Humphrey throughout the season as well. He's a bit questionable for this game. I would expect him to play, but you do want to be taking note of this as well, but they still have guys like Jason Pierre-Paul and Patrick Queen along that linebacking core, so I think that they're going to be fine on that front. The one thing that I really wouldn't want to take a lot of right now with the Ravens is just 
any sort of their receiving props just because the injury to Mark Andrews, he was unable to get a single catch last week as a result of that injury. He is very much questionable for this game, and in my opinion, a big reason why we have seen a little bit of move in this game. As a matter of fact, if you try to take a look at player props in terms of Baltimore Ravens, you're really not finding any in terms of the receivers of the Ravens. You're right now getting just all Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, and I mean, if I were to take a look at an over on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it would be on Mike Evans over four and a half, but you'd be laying minus 155 juice there. It's just a case in which the juice is not worth the squeeze. I think that five is the proper number, so if you'd be able to get like a good number on under five and a half, maybe a little bit of value there, four and a half, just no for me, but I do think that that's something to dive into as well. And then with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defense overall has been relatively solid this season, which is why I do take a look at this under, and I do think that there's good value. I do think that they're going to be able to harass Lamar Jackson a little bit. Now, I do like Lamar Jackson to not throw an interception. The no on Lamar Jackson to throw an interception, that is minus 110. And I do recognize that Jackson has had his turnover woes, five interceptions over the course of the last five weeks, but I think that they're going to try to dial it back a little bit. I do think that Jackson is going to be trying to create a little bit with his legs as well. I do think that the Buccaneers could be having a little bit of a tough time trying to contain him as well. You've got a relatively solid Tampa Bay Buccaneers front seven, but what I think is also important to take note of and another reason why I like him to not throw an interception is that you've got Carlton Davis third and Antoine Winfield out of the fold, and I think that Winfield is really the X-Factor year. He's already gotten an interception this year. He's a good hitting safety. He's also able to do a solid job in terms of coverage, and then for Carlton Davis, has not been that home runner that's able to give you picks, but just an overall solid guy. So with the Buccaneers relatively shorthanded in the secondary, I think that that's going to be able to help out Lamar Jackson with being able to move the ball down the field, even if Mark Andrews is out of the fold. And I do think that the Andrews injury, even if he does play, he's probably not going to be anywhere close to 100%. And that's going to lead to the Ravens probably going with a little bit more of the ground game, which is why I do bring up those Kenyon Drake props. If you're able to get them at any point, if they put them up, I do think that you're going to probably have some relatively solid value there. I do think that they're going to be looking to him quite a bit in this contest, but Flat out, I just cannot trust in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like we're just sort of doing the same thing with the Buccaneers and the Packers being like, oh, this is a spot that they're going to get right. Oh, this is a spot. Oh, this is a spot. And now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in four of the last five weeks, they've come up complete and utter snake eyes. And in the stretch as well of the last five games, as a matter of fact, for the entirety of the season, they have broken 21 points just once. I recognize that the Ravens have not necessarily been as rock solid when it comes to... Uh, their defense, but I do think that they're going to be able to get to Tom Brady for an interception. I do think that they get the job done on Thursday Night Football, and I think that this is going to be another one of your primetime under. So I like Tom Brady to throw an interception. I like Chris Godwin under his receiving prop of six and a half receptions. I like that under, and if you'd be looking at a little bit more of an over, I do think that if they put Kenyon Drake props up, I think that you might have a little bit of value there, but overall for the game, taking a look at the under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Ravens getting a plus price on the money line, and that leads into the pro tip for this final hour of the Greg Peterson Experience. And we get all of our pro tips by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And it's very simple, but I do think that it's worth bringing up. If you're having success betting something and you're not noticing a sizable change in terms of the line, in terms of the way that things are being just presented in general on the betting board, 
no need to go against it. I'm mentioning this with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that they've been a little bit of a fade recently. I'm going to mention this in terms of the LA Lakers until we see a movement on their numbers. I think that is a pretty good fade as well. So it goes for both backing and fading. And something that you always want to back is backing follow the money they do amazing work 4 a.m pacific 7 a.m eastern right here on vsin the sports betting network check out the vsin store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion we have more than 40 shirt designs including our most popular one cash and tickets is what it's all about You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder. So you can find the right disorder. So you can find the right disorder. So you can... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.